Hey, what's up, tribe? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the TFC Audio Project Down Under. This week, I'm joined by Pablo Lagasse, who is the founder of Winding Ropes, which is a Melbourne-based company that supplies specially made ropes of different weights and materials that are a really cool play-based tool that can help you learn how to integrate your foot, core, and hip function with different upper body movement patterns that relate really well to things like walking, running, throwing, and jumping. And basically, they just teach you how to utilize the rotation of your body to efficiently generate force, which is obviously pretty much essential for improving performance and minimizing injuries, especially in things like sports and athletics. So I first heard about these ropes around late last year, and I really love the concept because I'm just into anything that is fun and flowy and that encourages a lot of skill development and movement variability. And the ropes really do facilitate a lot of great movement in the trunk, shoulders, and wrists that you generally wouldn't get in most of your daily activities or standard workouts. So I connected with Pablo through Instagram and got a couple of ropes sent up and I've really enjoyed playing around with them and learning the different patterns and even having a crack at combining them on the beam, which is super fun, but also extremely challenging. Uh, But I've still got a lot to learn and practice with the ropes, but I've experienced enough to know that they're a really fun and powerful tool. So we wanted to be a part of spreading the message and the actual ropes themselves, which leads us to the product sponsor for today's episode, our new collaborative project with Winding Ropes, which we're calling One Rope. So the whole idea behind One Rope is that we wanted to make a flow rope completely out of recycled plastic bottles collected from the ocean, which would be really the first and only rope you'll ever need. Because the rope flow movement is growing pretty rapidly all over the world, we wanted to be a part of making the industry more sustainable and giving people who are interested in learning the ropes a better option that they can feel really good about buying. We'll also be donating $1 from every one rope sale to the Australian Marine Conservation Society, which is an awesome independent charity focused on protecting critical ocean ecosystems and endangered marine species around this amazing island that we call home. Australia really does have some of the most beautiful coastlines in the world, but we'll need a collective effort to keep it that way. So you can check out marineconservation.org.au for all the details on what they're up to and how you can help. So a bit of a longer intro today, Pablo and I obviously go into more detail about all the above throughout the episode, and you can check out the One Rope on our website, which is www.tfc-shopaus.com, or on the Winding Ropes website at www.windingropes.com. All right, Pablo, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, pleasure. So we we connected, um, it was last year sometime, I think through Instagram and I really liked the look of what you were doing, even though it was very new to me, the whole concept of rolling ropes and everything. And um, we've been meaning to catch up for this podcast for a while, but now it's it's kind of the perfect timing with our, our new collaborative project being released, which is very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, but before we dig into all that, I thought it'd be good just to start a bit of start with a bit of background about yourself and what you do, why you do it, and, and we can just roll from there. Okay. Um, I created a brand called Winding Ropes last year. Uh, that's what you saw on the internet. It was me moving ropes mm-hmm. in a different way than skipping. So it it's like very surprising for people to see that. Uh, and it happened the same to me when I saw it. Um, I discovered this training because I was obsessed, I'm still obsessed with jumping higher. So 
I was I like I decided to start jumping higher and a friend of mine I was doing some tests with jumping with weights and some friend of mine came and showed me like oh this is similar to what David Wegg is doing with some pulsers mm. and I didn't know what he was talking about so I went to see David Wegg uh, coach and then I realized he he was the inventor of the bosu ball the half dome oh that that's right yeah gym. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, this is interesting. And then <laughs> the pulsers were like these salt shakers that you move up and down, like maracas. Yeah. Uh, and basically, the, the concept there is that you push down and you bounce up. Like we have like a elasticity uh, index. I don't know how to say it. Like if you like the juggling balls, some of them that you can call them, they bounce 80%. Like if you let them fall from one meter, they will bounce eight, 80 centimeters, right? Uh, that's 80% yeah. of bounce. Yeah. Uh, that's an, like an elasticity constant or index or however you want to call it, that it's, it depends on the material if it's a, a ball or here it depends on like, it's the little balls hitting the end of the pulsers. The oh, thing is that right. if you push down, you're going to bounce up higher because of our elasticity and some configurations and basically we're hitting the the weights are hitting the bottom of the bottle when we're down and when we bounce up the weight is in the middle so it's like weightless then it pushes the top of the bottle and it gives you like a boost up right I found it interesting and then i started like following this coach and i i went to his youtube channel and he had these rope exercises and since i was a jump a obsessed addict uh, it, I of course that I did rope skipping because it's like typical, but and I love it and I saw this and I'm like I went crazy like what is this I can't do anything of this like this is so random. Uh, mm. I and I started watching the videos and again and again and again and tried to learn them and it was so difficult like my brain went like short circuit every time and that got me like hooked so much like oh I didn't know you could do so many things with a rope. And yeah. I didn't understand anything, anything. Like now I see videos and I, and it was like the dark times of the rope. Like only David Wick was doing it and a couple of coaches around him, like very close to him that you follow on Instagram. And they were like, I don't know, 1000 followers. Um, so there I learned, I bought one of his ropes and I had to wait for my rope to come like two months. And the shipping cost was even higher than the cost of the rope. So it was like, ah, oh, fuck. I went <laughs> to Home Depot and I I bought like a rope. I tried to guess which which kind it was. I tried to guess if it was the best, the same. I had to guess their knot, how it was called. Like, And I'm pretty sure that everyone who starts with the rope or did it before goes through this search because it's like, it's a rope. It's a simple thing. It should be available for everyone. Like... How do I do the knots? What kind of rope is it? You start realizing there's a lot of kind of ropes. Oh, do you think they are all the same? Mm, you start getting yeah. these questions. So then it was like, I started, oh, maybe there is this need for ropes. Like with only one provider of this kind of rope. Okay, maybe. And then I always had in my mind, like, okay, this is perfect. But how do I go heavier? And then, of course, a heavy rope. And they were not being sold at that time. And that was still when I lived in Chile, like two years ago. 
Oh, uh, right. This is all when you're in Chile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm too long on this first question or we're doing fine, but... <laughs> no, I, no. I, keep, okay. I like hearing stories. Yeah. I was still in Chile and I was buying different ropes and they were different, like only one of them. And then I got my rope from David Wegg. I could feel how it was. Okay. It's different. It's this. And I started understanding mm -hmm. more about ropes. Mm -hmm. And I went and I found like a rope manufacturer in Chile and I... I needed to find someone who sold the battle ropes to the people, to the gyms. Mm. Because I needed to try those battle ropes as like a rope for rolling it. Mm. And I bought it and I realized it was too stiff. Like, okay, now I understand. It's not this. And I, and I started making more references and ideas in my head about how a good rope is. Like, what a good rope is. Because I had many ropes by that time. And they were not good, like too stiff, most of them. That's the typical rope you will find. It's much more stiff than what you need. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that's Chile. And then I didn't find the right rope. So I kind of gave up. Like, okay, uh, I didn't do it now. Then I I had planned this, the moving to Australia uh, because I felt like I needed to live somewhere else. It's like... I didn't like the idea of living only in Chile and I wasn't doing anything important, I think. So it was like, okay, I have nothing to lose. Uh, I need to live somewhere else. I studied engineering and thanks to that degree, I could get a visa very easily here. Mm. So it was just like applying for a visa, waiting for my date. I came and I was like, I was here out of job, out of money, out of everything. And uh, I started, okay, I think now I, I'm going to keep trying the rope thing that I couldn't do in Chile. I'm going to keep the same process, like finding manufacturers, finding people and learning about ropes and finding the best one because I haven't found a good one to sell. And then I thought like, okay, I'm in Australia. This is a, like a far, far away island. So they... They have a lot of marine <laughs> culture. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boats. Marine people love ropes. Like they need ropes. So I think I'm in True. a good place. Um, Australia, like they are good manufacturers. They are proud of the things they build. Okay. I think this is a good opportunity. Maybe it's destiny. Like uh, I think this is a good place where I can find good ropes. Like uh, uh, a country with like marine culture and good handcrafting or good manufacturing i don't know yeah yeah so i started visiting and calling and i went to some cities around melbourne and i don't have a car i didn't have a car by then even less <laughs> so i had to take the train and take hours to different factories and <laughs> talk to the owners and they were like and they have like giant customers i'm a small guy only <laughs> one sometimes i with my back walking to their place like i'm the smallest they can find but they some of them were nice and this guy was very nice and he started teaching me about ropes selling me the cutoffs telling me which one should be better i showed them some samples and i started learning about ropes then he had like a art of knots in his wall and i took a picture of that and then it was like okay this is easy like everything is easy like i have the knots name here okay so now if I start learning more about knots, uh, I know a bit more about ropes, enough maybe. 
Okay, now I'm pretty sure I'm the one, I'm no more than 95% of people about ropes and mostly more than 99% about ropes in the training area. Like, and anyone who's starting to learn ropes will have this kind of questions, but I, no one, I think no one will go as deep as me. Yeah. Okay, so then, and that's when I, this guy showed me some bigger ropes and I understood the quality that I needed for the bigger ropes and he showed me which one it should be. So I started like getting very good at the names and then I understood that I was like a small customer. So I needed to treat different the providers and not, most of the times they won't listen to me because I want to buy, I don't know, 20 meters or <laughs> shit like that. They don't care. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, I started understanding like, this is still small and it needs to grow, but uh, the challenge here is the volume and being like a good supplier for the people, being like a good customer of the providers. And finding that match is what is giving, should give me value in the industry. Um, so that's when I took the risk. I bought like a big roll of big rope and it went good. And, and then everything has been like, has made me like more confident on my ideas. And basically it's being the same, like trying to offer different weights of ropes, always the best quality, uh, trying to offer like simple education, simple explanation of what to do, how to have fun. Um, and now trying to make, to sell like cheaper products. We are creating like marketplaces for used ropes. We are worrying about like the sustainability. Like it, it's like a process of where you start getting confidence in yourself and you can like your brand is a part of your identity and part of mm -hmm. your mission to like to build in the world you want to build like yeah because you start meeting people that like you and you like them and you talk to customers and they are like oh i like the this new thing you're doing uh, and they are close to the to the company and you get like feedback and i don't know it's yeah no i, I know exactly what you mean it sort of sounds like it's similar journey of, as what I had uh, setting up the Foot Collective here in Australia because I saw I saw Nick's, um, you know, the Canadian Foot Collective selling their beams. I was like, oh, I want a beam. And it was like $300 to ship the beam and, uh, yeah. and $200 for the beam. And I was like, ooh, nah, maybe not. And then I guess, yeah, I just realized that, you know, well, at the time we were only selling metal beams. And so I was like, how do you source this? It was like aircraft grade aluminium mm. um, beam. And like, how do you powder coat it and this and that. And I was like, they're probably people want, obviously want these beams in Australia. So maybe I should just make them and sell them. But it's, it's a big process of discovery. Yeah. yeah and of, um, like you say, it's a big process of also of like determination and yeah, like conviction because yeah. I, at first, like, and it's been, it's been a great journey, but, but for example, what you're saying, like at first you are worried about details that are not so important because you don't have the conviction. You, mm. you find like every excuse to not expose yourself. Like, yeah. you know, maybe, no, I don't have this capacity, so I think I won't do it. But then when you start getting like little wins, you're like, no, fuck it. I don't need it to be this air, air type super metal, I will do it, PVC, I don't care, because people want to pay $5 for the beam, and the PVC is maybe 95% as good, and 
that's my way and we are doing it my way right yeah well actually we did end up going yeah. the aircraft grade aluminium but yeah, i don't know uh, but yeah it, i know what you mean like, yeah yeah the thing is you even or maybe the conviction is fuck it i need the metal aluminium and, and i will do it because i i know i can sell it to 100 people yeah like any yeah. kind of conviction you will get it and then you attack that and yeah and i think i think for me as well and you probably found maybe thought about this as well is like it almost seems too simple. Like you're just selling a beam to someone or you're just selling a, a, uh, a length of rope and it's like, wow, like people are actually, are they actually going to buy this? Yeah, that's um, like the typical fear yeah. when you're starting. Like why the fuck would someone buy a rope from me? Yeah, yeah. But that's like what I said before. You start understanding your value in the market, but because you first uh, solved your own problem, you were yeah. the first one to have that problem and to be passionate enough to solve it and then yeah you thought, okay i'm sure there are 200 people like me coming next year so yeah. i'm gonna be ready for these guys yeah yeah yeah, exactly and so i thought that was really i mean i think it's really cool the parallels between the two and also something that i first thought when i saw you rolling the ropes i was like oh that that kind of seems like an upper body equivalent of the beam because what we're all about with the beam is um, training your feet and your balance and your hips and everything through play, like through um, getting into a flow state and just playing with movement. And when I saw the ropes, I was like, gee, that looks fun. And it looks like it'd probably be a good workout. Um, and like, a, but for the most part, just a fun skill to learn. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that they're not easy. Like the beam isn't easy. The ropes aren't easy. Um, and people do sort of need a bit of guidance to help them progress. Otherwise they, they try it, they go, Oh, that's really hard. I can't do it. And then they just, and then the rope or yeah. the beam collects you dust. different kind of people, like the fast <laughs> learners that can learn anything. Yeah. And some people need more guidance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, on that topic, say if someone saw someone rolling ropes, so they went onto your Instagram channel and they saw the, all these people spinning ropes around um, and they go like, what, what is the point of that? Why would anyone want to do that? What, what, what's your answer? Like, what are the benefits of rope flow training? Uh, first, I, I, I think that's a typical question. Like, anything i don't know like first is having fun like just do it and see if you like it yeah i like that uh, i don't know <laughs> if you're too busy don't do it <laughs> yeah uh, i mean um first you i don't know for me it was like a visual it was visually appealing okay mm -hmm. some people find it ridiculous and they it's like <laughs> oh it's like an easy way it's like skipping for beginners or, or anything but it's like that's like people trying to troll, but they don't. They haven't even tried, so it's funny. Like I don't care mm. because probably they can't skip either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of the times. <laughs> but for me, it was visually appealing. So um, it was like the same that for me it was a like. Remember, I was obsessed about jumping, and I got obsessed about that time. I did like put it like I don't know. 20, 2003, 2000, no, 10, I was reading Testosterone Nation. It was typical magazine of strength training. And basically because uh, what, the, what you read about 
jumping at the time at the time was like jump manual or some programs that were famous and they were like about strength training and power training so i got obsessed like squats deadlift and then power training because it's like it's also about a force rate development and you have to move the weight fast and blah 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 yeah so i got very excited about that i made like some courses about olympic weightlifting but i got too 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 much into there and i forgot about jumping i started liking crossfit and those things <laughs> i started getting injured and and i started into that uh, now i think it's a bit nonsense but i know it's part of everyone's progress anyway um the thing is i started thinking more in rotations at one time like oh but this is like too stiff why I don't know. I, like, I couldn't say it, but I thought that the movement was more about rotations and we were mm -hmm. missing on something. And that's the time that I found David Weck. And all of his work is about rotations and rotational power and rotational movement training. That's the name of the rope, RMT, rotational movement training. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it was like, it was that for me. So it was, this is it. This is what I my brain was looking for. My brain was like this and poop. I saw it and it was like, this is it, this is it, this is it. So it was that obsession. And I think that for a lot of people is that is what you saw. It's This is very appealing. Like It's like when you start seeing this, someone rolling a rope, it's like a cycle. And you start like, uh, like falling into a yeah. trance. Like, it's like hypnotic. Yeah, it's hypnotic because it's spirals and it's cyclical. It's a, a continuous framework. Like it's forever, forever. If you do the same, you can be forever and it's not. You're not jumping, so you don't get tired. You can be hours doing it. Yeah. After you learn, first time you get sore on the shoulders and everything. <laughs> but uh, it was that. It's appealing and it's emotional. Like, it's hard to explain. But then after you learn it, you realize when you learn the movements, you're using your hands for moving. And that's the principle of the rope. It's like you understand how much information comes from the hand. You start using the hands even as a lever for moving you start being much more skilled with the hands and it's about like a, it's like a skill acquisition training like i would say you get a bit smarter you are you get it's easier for you to catch some things it's easier for you to work with your hands um, it's easier for you to learn things um it has made me much more aware of the timing for example like um i can think of time of beats when i'm rolling rope so one beat is when i touch the floor but now i also have half beats that if i pump with my body in between ropes i create like a, a like an extra space of time and it's very similar to music so it just gets very fun and you just mm. progress and start training freely and you stop seeing training as calories as getting tired as getting sore yeah. as as that like um and like you stop like i think that's what i like about this like the people is so different it's like it's not the typical robotic training for selfies showing your ass it's like much more of someone expressing with their body like learning like exposing to a new challenge every day like oh i can't do this i can't do this oh now i can do it Woo! like a small wins yeah uh, it's it's i think it's very different to the typical training because it's like a different mindset like um that's what i see like i love the fact that you can put together groups with old ladies little kids uh, 
I have very good relationship with like uh, ladies older like we have like good connection so some you won't play basketball with them or those things like it's not their interest it's not your interest it's different levels and everything but you can meet them and roll ropes right mm -hmm. you can teach them things they can think they are cool like look at them. look i'm doing my dragon roll and i'm great look now i'm switching look now i'm doing this underhand thing and it's easy but it looks cool yeah and it takes them weeks to learn a new pattern so it's challenging enough it's rewarding enough it's like that's what i like it's for everyone so uh um i we had a call with david weck like last week and talking about this like he wants to create like a program without rope to make it accessible and universal. So it's like similar to what you do with ropes, similar to Tai Chi, including movement with the body, like running in the same place and stuff. But the idea is that it's like not focusing only in performance. It's starting with everybody having fun, like mm. the right to enjoy your life. It begins with enjoying your body, like learning to use your body and enjoy it. Like, that's the first thing we are worried about like people having fun people enjoying their body people discovering things and we think the rope is like such a good teacher of that yeah yeah i love that and that's that's a huge part of our philosophy as well is you know it doesn't have to even if something say the beam had no benefits at all it is just really fun um yeah. and what does you need that's, yeah, that's like yeah, the yeah. biggest benefit and that's what we want to try and do is is sort of re-spark that joy of movement and it just so happens that balancing on a beam um does have some really great benefits yes. for your feet and your balance and so on and that might be part of why you do it but a big part of i think why people keep doing it is they go oh that looks cool that looks fun i want to get one of those and then they get it and they play on it and it is fun um, and they can feel the benefits and and something that i noticed with the rope um uh, when i first got one um my first rope was from you yeah. and uh, i started watching your instructional videos and i at first i was like ah this is this is like new this is like i'm i'm not sure what i'm doing here and so i had to really tune in and focus and i've i spent i spent a lot of time learning new movement skills so i picked it up fairly quickly um or picked up the basics fairly quickly and then um yeah like the first day you're like oh actually i can sort of feel my shoulders a bit like you know your shoulders mm. have been moving and working and you know that um your brain has been working and then i i remember I had a, a particular session where I had music on and I'd just been sort of training all the different basic moves, which, um, which you can find, I believe on your YouTube channel. Yes. Um, it's hard, very hard to explain it over audio. Um, but I was learning all the basic moves and then I figured out how my footwork, uh, allowed me to transition between the, mm. the different movements. And that really suddenly it all clicked. I was listening to this really not really good song and I just started rolling and flowing. And, and I remember having this like really big, um, rush of like good emotions just yeah, going yeah, oh yeah. this is fun and i felt i felt yeah. like i was dancing to this music through the rope and um and on top of that i got like a really like i started huffing and puffing after like a few minutes of doing that because it's a really once you get up to that level of intensity and you're flowing then it can be really challenging a really challenging workout but i wasn't doing it for the workout mm. i was doing it for the fun of it 
Yeah. Um, something that happens there is um, oh, I lost the idea. <laughs> with the you mean with the flow, like the way you can flow to music and and dance yeah, with it. Like we use some tips, like for example, like what you said. Sometimes it clicks, like mm. uh, oh, the footwork is like this. Oh, so we. That's why we drill, like, okay, this is how you go from north to east, that then yeah. you will find the... But that's another thing, like, when you put these rules, these constraints, it makes it like a game. Mm. It's like a sport. If you look at it, it's like a solo sport, because when you add these constraints, like, that's north, that's south, the, the rope moves only in one direction. Oh, okay, now you have a framework, now you have, like a set of rules and now you have to use your imagination to comply with that like when you have limits is when you have to use your imagin imagination you have to use your brain how how do i fix how do i get still do i keep myself still in these limits and i still reach the goal mm. so that mm -hmm. happiness that you said is like almost like you're in the game and you unlock a new level like yeah yeah like, yeah exactly yeah and we do things like okay when you're transferring from south to east let like look when you're doing this movement your chest is gonna face that way let that be the sign of where is your next side like if you're moving like this and your chest is pointing left your next movement should be to the left that's your natural transition like that that's when you understand those things like you can start improvising because It's just taking you like okay, I'm doing, I'm going left. Okay, so I know my next movement movement is like in east. So I have all this list of what I could do, but my right hand is going in this way. So that filters my list. Okay, I I could only do this, but I want to do this next. So I'm gonna add this, and then it all happens automatically. Mm, mm. And that's what makes it like so like a pleasure. Like it's like playing music. It's like Right now, I'm, I'm working with a friend and we want to make like a music uh, course, like music and ropes, like taking all the readings and like as much concept as we can. We're going to explore them and then explain them like different, like how you play the bass with your hands and the other. Oh, with right. Feet, right. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, like, a, like an analogy, but a, our craziness, like a lot of people could see it in other way, but that's the idea, like to start putting that seed of mixing things like that and just go crazy and have fun like and that's gonna be the start and hopefully people will do crazy things like that like yeah yeah the, and i think the there's a lot of power in that um moving to music and it's something that humans have been yeah. doing for for it's you a, know hundreds of thousands of years because um it's such a cool way to I don't know, connect your, your nervous system um, and also to connect with other people as well. If that's, you know, if that's what's going on, like dancing and, and I've found that with the ropes and with the beam, like when, once you have really got a decent level of mastery, I suppose with the basics, then when you chuck music on and you just improvise and, and that's sort of the, the term flow comes to mind when you're just improvising yeah. and you're listening to music and you're like, I can just dance along the beam and it's so fun and I'm completely out of my head. And, and you're only there. 
and five minutes later, I'm like, wow, I'm puffed or even less. And it's, um, you just have to, you have to work. I think you have to push through the discomfort of learning something in the first place. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, this, this is hard. Yes. I really don't get this. And then eventually it clicks and then you're able to improvise and, and it does just become play which i think is is really cool and then and then i've also started uh combining the ropes on the beam which is an extra extra level That's of super difficulty. challenging yeah, yeah. super yeah. challenging yeah and yeah it makes you be there because it's even a, a bit not dangerous but uh, <laughs> you need to be there every second like yeah what am i doing what am i doing what am, i'm here i'm here i'm here for me it's a bit like that like yeah, you can't next, take your next, focus next, off at next all. Second, next second, yeah, I don't know. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, well, this like a lot of people talk about the flow state, and I have like other way of seeing it as well. Like we have like a different networks in our brain. I th we had talked about this before, uh, but there's an author I'm following the last year that is called Gary Weber. Mm. He talks about we have like the default mode network, which is like when we are in our phone and we're when we are doing nothing or uh, things that are not important or not a problem or basically we're wandering around. When we have that mode activated, um, we are nervous, we are anxious, we are thinking about the future, we are thinking about the past, we are thinking basically, and ninety five or most of our thoughts, 95%, are self-centered and are based on me. Like, what am I going to do next? What's going to happen to me tomorrow? What happened to me yesterday? What did? How did I screw it before? What mistake did I do last week? Where would I be if I hadn't do that? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he says also that when we do, like, easy mathematical problems or, like, easy solution problems, like the typical high school mathematics, additions, uh, multiplications, that, those things, we change the mode network, the brain network, and the thoughts go, we have like other network activated, so there's other, other pathway. And then we stop wondering, we stop thinking about future or past, and we just focus on the task. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to go into that mode when you're using your hands, okay? So I think that a lot of that, Uh, happiness with the rope has to do with that. Like your hands are busy now. Okay. And now you're here. Yeah. And then you have that, but I still have some people that still gets out of focus. Okay. So like you said before, uh, you start adding connections. I love them to count like music. So mm. now we are doing this movement. Uh, Matador, it's one, two, one, two, one, two in, out in out and you start boom boom you start this like this hypnosis that you feel when you see someone because he's doing it right you start creating it in your head one two one two one two one two and then you start matching the bits of the rope with your count and yeah. now you have two connections doing the same you have even three you are speaking you're listening and you are moving your hands so you have three okay mm -hmm. so That's what I say. It's like when you're learning, you want to put as much as much connections as you want through the thing you're learning. And you can use techniques like the long-term memory is a drawer and the short-term memory is a new object you put inside the drawer. So basically, a long-term memory is like your house or your room. 
in the row, it would be the cardinal points, yeah. south, north, east, east. And then you have different objects, new items that you can put in each direction. Uh, so you start like for me it has been like that, like learning techniques of speed reading of memory things and stuff. And I try to apply them on the road work. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah. And the other, th the other cool thing I love about the rope that is similar to the beam is like when you're on the beam, you don't really need anyone to coach you per se. Um, like you need to, I think it's helpful to know some different things to try, but n no one has to tell you whether or not you're doing it right. Because you, if you're not doing it right, you fall off, or you <laughs> yeah. step off the beam. And with the rope, if you're not doing it right, it gives you that instant feedback by either you hit yourself with the rope mm -hmm. or it just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel right. Um, because it's lagging or the, you know, the pattern, you know, it's swinging around wildly. And yeah, as soon and as you're you, eventually hitting yourself, yeah, eventually it doesn't yourself. feel right. Yeah. Wait a little bit and bah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so the, I, I think it's kind of cool how the rope gives you a little smack when you're not yes. doing it right. Literally. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, as long as you know, roughly as long as you sort of know what you need to be working towards you'll get the instant feedback of whether or not you're doing it right and as soon as you start doing it right you get that little kick of like oh this feels right yeah, like this is so good yeah, yeah. and like you said it, it's yeah. it's perpetual like you can just keep going yeah. in that pattern you could just keep going back back forward back forward back um or whatever yeah. it is you add like a little dance with your body like dun, dun, yeah. dun, and then you count one two one two and it's yeah. like bing, bing, happy yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and so th those kinds of anything like that like rope flow beam juggling hacky sack when you get that instant feedback of whether or not you're doing it right or wrong mm -hmm. um it's like such a cool cool thing for the brain that mm, i think drives a lot of the motivation because when you get it right it feels really good and when you yeah. get it wrong it's like ah especially with the rope it gives you a little smack and you go ah um or the hacky drops down and it just doesn't feel good and so you your brain gets into that zone of really wanting to it sort of i find once you start picking it up feedback. it yeah yeah and it's, it's like it, a meta learning tool yeah basically yeah and it and it allows you i've found it allows you to pick that skill up fairly quickly if you put in the time like if you put in a decent amount of time yes it's not like learning olympic weightlifting where it's so technical and you need all these different cues and you know you need a coach teaching you exactly how to do each lift it's and you need to be strong like, yeah yeah one percent of people like uh, that's the thing we don't understand like we see instagram and we see a lot of people lifting weights but that's not the most that's not most of the people that's least no. people like it's our eco chamber on Instagram that we like lifting. And now it's now our life is full of videos of people lifting weights and taking uh, pictures in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not the rest of the world. Like the rest of the world is not that strong and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to be that strong. Yeah, yeah. You just need to be a capable mover, you know, and and, and to, learning new. Yeah, like you need to be fun. able to learn skills and and um and have fun with movement. You don't have to be. You have to have a base level of strength, but you don't have to be insanely strong like mm -hmm. Olympic weightlifters and everything. Yeah. And um, 
so yeah, pretty much I really fell in love with the whole concept of the rope flow and it's it's among I'll admit that it's one of many loves of mine like I really love the hacky sack and I really love the beam and so I haven't um you know fully mastered the rope I wouldn't say but I've definitely picked up it's enough that I, yeah. that I can flow it's and one of your toys yeah it's one of my toys exactly and um anyway I just I love the concept and and sort of thought that it was a really cool um, like I said, an almost like an upper body equivalent of what we're doing with the beam and the hacky sack. Yeah. And so I wanted to be a part of, um, making that, uh, more available to our community yeah. as well, the foot collective community and, and sort of collaborating. And so you, we, we caught up in Melbourne for a, um, like a movement, like a park session, um, like a move and play event. And we had ropes going, we had beams, we had hacky sacks and, and you, you, Mac and I had a, a bit of a brainstorm afterwards about this new concept that, uh, with the, with, um, which we're now calling one rope, yeah. um, about, you know, like there's all these people buying ropes and that's awesome, but how can we make that more sustainable? How can we make it a, um, you know, better for the earth? Like how can people simultaneously get onto the rope and learn rope flow while yeah, also they, contributing to the health of the planet? Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. For me, it was a blessing because um, last year, it was my first year in Australia, 2020. Uh, and I was like starting this and I was working in a warehouse, like doing night shift, like in a shipping warehouse. So yeah, I was right. working at night and doing like shipping robes and making videos and like the administrative work or brainstorming work or marketing, whatever you have at starting. <laughs> I was doing it in the morning. Like I was very short on time and it was like a very, it was good. Like it was fun. Uh, the thing is, um, I learned that I need, okay, so I was like tired, of course, and fighting this, but so I needed like a very big goal, a very, something that kept me going. So it, it had to be big. So I said, okay, I need to sell 1 million ropes. Okay. So that's my goal. But then it's like, fuck, but it's so plastic. Like, <laughs> I know I need a big number and I need to push myself, but what the fuck? Like, I don't want to bring one million of plastic ropes. Like, <laughs> yeah, we figure it out on the way. Okay, so it, it, it's like, it couldn't be my goal. So like yet, like I couldn't commit myself 100% if it didn't check that box. Like, what, what do I do about it? And uh, And when you came and told me the idea, for me, it was like, fuck. Why did, what, what was I thinking about? What, what, like, wh where was I? Like, uh, like I, tr like, I'm supposed to be like, I have ideas and shit, and I'm like, this is so, so good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sold. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, and that was back in, uh, I think it was back in March. So, well, for those who are listening who don't actually know the idea yet, the idea is um, that we can produce ropes uh, from recycled ocean bottles, or bo yeah. bottles like plastic bottles in the ocean. Yes. And so, because, you know, ropes are plastic, well, and like you said, yeah. we, don't, we don't really want to contribute to a whole heap of extra plastic going into the environment, um, then what we can do is clean up the oceans and create more ropes. And so that's pretty much the idea behind one rope. 
Um, and yeah, it, it's it does bring that extra element of purpose. I think rather than it's not just about you know selling ropes or selling yeah. beams. Like it for us, never, yeah, it was never about the selling part of the word of the phrase, but it 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 brings yeah, like it explains everything. Like it's spreading the movement. Yeah, um, and getting your message across. Yeah, exactly. Like we want people to find the joy of movement um, and to, you know, get all these benefits as well, but we want them to do it in a way that's actually contributing. So, you know, we saw it similar to what we do with our beams is we plant a tree with every beam that we sell. And so we're using wood to create the beams and we figure that we should plant a tree um, to put that sort of wood back into the earth and to put that that um, (laughs) yeah for the next beams kind of yeah and or at least put that wood where it needs where it needs to be put the trees where they need to be and yeah we i think it it really helps our conscience in a sense because we're it's not just about um you know first of all people do get to fall in love with movement and get all the benefits but they also get to do it in a way that supports their planet because without the planet then we're not really going to be living very much anyway and i think it's the same like um for me this year has been finding a lot of things uh, but also like this composting and recycling is like hygiene like and hygiene is part of like your soul and mental health. Like mm. it's the kind of things that you do every day that make you feel good. That we can say they are not scalable. Like sometimes we are thinking of doing big things, her- heroic things. Like okay, I want to get rich tomorrow, but that's not what's gonna make you happy. It's like uh, composting, like. I don't know, doing the uh, habitual things like how you wake up, your morning routine, your sport, the sport that you like, your beam session, your rope session every day, your walk with your dog, like those little things that you do Simple every things, day, yeah. you learn to love them. That's like the hygiene, what I call like the things that you do every day that make you feel good, that make you look good. Like don't let yourself fall into a bottom, <laughs> into a rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is that is like, it's the same that we are saying with the training. Like, it's not about, it's not, I'm in love with performance, running fast, being bigger, jumping higher, but I know that's my craziness. <laughs> uh, but what I mean is like, just like we want everybody to play, we want everybody to compost because we know how yeah. positive it is for them because we know how good it feels to make those things. Like, it's like when you do something that you think it's part of a bigger mission, you feel very good. So that's mm-hmm. like we also want to spread by composting and it's part of our values, our packaging, our everything. And it's like almost like running ropes, like almost as important, I would say. Like yeah. part of the same. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And and um, I think it's cool because a big part of what we want to do with TFC, like we have a, a bit of a catchphrase we've been using is like restore to explore. Like you should be restoring your foot function and restoring your balance and all of this stuff so that you can actually go and explore in mm. nature and you can actually connect deeper with nature. And if we have, you know, natu- generally naturally derived materials like cork and um, wood and things like that, um, and then we use for anything that isn't 
I suppose, naturally derived, then we can use recycled materials and we can use yeah, compostable like materials. We're then... understanding our toys as luxury. Yeah. And that we need to take the appropriate step of respect and like taking care of what the ways we're going to create. Like, yeah. okay, world, I'm sorry, I need to bring this toy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I know I don't need it. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry about this. I know I'm being a dick. I'm being a <laughs> that I shouldn't because it's plastic. But look, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm cleaning bottles. Oh, okay, just do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. It's like when you find your place, I think it's that. It's like you get more humble, and it's like, fuck, we are, we do whatever we want here. We don't ask anyone anything. So it's like we, we think the art, we are the owners of the world, but it's very literal, like. Yeah, yeah. We acted so much like that. Like, we don't care about our ways. We don't care about anything. Anything. Generally, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a big are, thing yeah. that needs to change. And I think the cool thing is that the community of people who like our stuff, who are into rolling ropes and who are into balancing on beams and going barefoot and things like this, that community, um, you know, the people listening to this podcast, um really care about yeah the environment as well I think they it's tend an to. awareness level uh, yeah and that's why our mission is to sell one million ropes and to sell one million beams because we know that if we bring one million people to run ropes it's bringing at least half to composting and to other habits it's mm, like mm. a mindset shift it's like okay uh, i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying life that's how at least how i want to believe it and how i see it like it's um, that's why we want to spread it because we know the impact it can have not only on our sales or our bank accounts because mm. I don't think it's that um, it hasn't been that for me at least. No, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, you you have to make money, you have to live, but yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's never been about fully. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's never been about the money. It's there's no, there's better ways to make money than what we're doing. Yeah, and also. The- <laughs> The better you do it, and, and I think the better we do it and the more committed to our values, the more engagement we can get. Like, I think it's even the other way. Like, if, if it's about the money, we have much more money to make by being committed to our values, to making things different. Yeah. Because everybody's doing the same things. Like, yeah. we yeah. Are, I think we are innovating and we are on other projects coming and we have the same values. And we have the conviction that we are here to change the world. Like. Uh, and, when, you go, you go. I was going to say, and money is is really just a fuel to to help make that change. Yeah, like, like you can't I really make money. a big I change need money. it. I yeah. need money to spread it to ten millions after spreading it to one million, exactly. and that's going to yeah. bring much much more cooler things to the world because that's the world I want to build, and that's mm. like the mindset we are in, and that's why we have connected and we're working together because. Uh, like that's I want to like dominate and set the standards we're changing like we are setting the standards for this young industry but now we're gonna change more industries like and like like Steve Jobs said once that's a phrase that I always remember that it's very powerful to me like when you realize that everything is done by people that is not smarter than you that you have like this and then and, and like the same thing that you felt with the beams that fuck it's too expensive and the shipping is more expensive uh, i won't do it it's because you know you can solve it better you know it you have the conviction yeah and 
that conviction like now when you do you and it's the same progress of everything we talked about before you get that first little win that first little dopamine rush and you see ah this is not so hard oh yeah look, this cup is not so well designed what if <laughs> i add more weight here and it could never drop yeah right oh fuck and those are a lot of ideas that i have that i haven't made right like this is yeah. very good right the, it couldn't fall if it's twice as heavy here <laughs> yeah true yeah, yeah. yeah. something oh, like yeah. that and then you oh you could improve this design by this and then i start like i adopted that mentality you had with the beam with everything like i won't buy this because i know it's a limited design and i mm. have seen it in I, I shared some of my ideas with you. We're working on the next one. We are. So you know how it works. It's like we have this need, but now you have in your brain that little bug that tells you, remember, you can change the world by designing yourself instead of buying this, the not optimum product you see on the market. Yeah. You can create your version. And then for me, it goes even deeper because I don't like like, fancy packaging for example i think mm -hmm. that's like a shiny object syndrome like people um people we fall too much into sales tactics and yeah one of our missions of the brand is also like teaching people sales tactics like teaching sales and marketing so they are prepared for these tactics on them okay so we yeah. are like creating smarter consumers because we think it, that's part like if people buy less things that are irresponsible we're improving like the changes come from the demand part customers and from the supply part us brands yeah and and um we're giving people an opportunity to vote with their dollar pretty much and yeah yeah you know they go because otherwise if you think oh it's too much of a too big of a problem we can't solve it then it'll never get solved but if you yes. create something that people who you know who think similarly to you go oh i'd rather get that because that makes a lot more sense for the environment and for myself and so on then they are they're essentially you're allowing them to vote with their dollar to change the world and it's only going to be with a lot of different a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds voting with their dollar that anything is really going to change in the world yeah yeah so that that might be a good place to leave it for now um and i think yeah we do like like you said we've got a really exciting new collaboration yeah. coming up after the ropes and we, we won't give too much away right now but i reckon we'll have to try and line up another podcast for when that for when that releases it's gonna so be talk. fun because it's like a parallel story of this like it is it's have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it has like very similar concept it's the same it's like the same you can put like the timeline parallel find yeah. connections very strong connections exactly it's, it's gonna be very fun yeah i'm excited so um for now why don't you uh at the moment best place for people to find you if they want to sort of see more about you and so your website would be uh winding ropes winding ropes .com .com. .au? Yeah. or is it just winding no, no, ropes.com okay yeah uh, instagram winding rope without the final s Yep. Only one rope. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that we are now, we now have a TikTok and Facebook. Facebook we have also, but most of the things we post on Instagram and tutorials and longer videos on YouTube. Yeah, sweet. And um, we'll we'll link all that in the show notes yeah. as well. So we'll link the website and the YouTube channel and the 
uh, Instagram handle as well. Um, and yeah, if you if you're keen to look into the winding ropes and and especially our, our one rope which has been released, then um, get in touch and grab one and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have a lot of fun. Be available in your website for your people. Yeah. And yep. available on my website for my people, international orders, um, that basically. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited. Um, lots of lots of exciting stuff to come. Yeah, I would also like to add this. We didn't mention this, but um, Philippines is a big, is a country that is very big on rope flow. They have, like, they love it. They have seen this, like, a new sport, like, I love to see a lot of women doing it, like finding, like, it's like if they finally found their body expression they were looking mm, for. Mm. It feels like that, like, oh, finally I found you. Like, this is what I was looking for. It's like dancing, but maybe you expose yourself less because there's a rope, so it's, so it's not on you, blah, blah, blah. The thing yeah. is, <clears throat> they live on islands. They live liter literally on the ocean. Mm. Uh, and... Um, We are releasing this one rope and we are gonna uh, our first customers are people from islands in Philippines. We're gonna give a detail list later. But one of our partners there, um, he has contacted like islands that are gonna start practicing rope flow and we're gonna get them like for almost cost price, like almost nothing for them. We're gonna get like a very big uh, order and help them get like a lot of ropes so they can start with a recycled rope this journey like yeah, sweet. So yeah it's gonna be i think it's gonna be very symbolic to start the ropes that are cleaning the ocean to start using them in the same ocean like the islands people live yeah. in the islands Love so it. that's gonna be nice i guess and that like we are gonna give them like the best price tag we can give them as a small company and so it's a benefit a benefit for everyone yeah yeah 100 nice yeah And um, and also a, a, a percentage of the sales will also go towards um, marine conservation. So yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna be yeah, working more details on that. But yeah, perfect. Like yeah. saving the ocean. Exactly. Yeah, because it, it's an important thing, and um, you know the ocean the ocean needs a bit of love. We've been kind of mistreating it for a long a long time with the way we the way we do things as humans and. If we can all sort of work together to crowdfund some kind of solution through using the plastic and and cleaning it up, then I think it's it's going to be good for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like let's have fun together doing it. Exactly. Awesome, mate. All right. Well, thanks again for the chat, and thanks everyone for listening. And um, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for inviting me. It was very fun. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Cheers.